so grateful. Well, you glad today to be in the house? I'm glad to be in the house. I'm glad to be connected to the things of God. Um, we are, this is our last message, it's our last Sunday for Connect Group signups. Um, and uh, I'm just going to reiterate a couple of things that we have said over the last two weeks and, and, and just finish this message today. I believe in a way that, that just challenges you not just to sign up for a connect group, but challenges you to be connected to the body of Christ. It's vital that we're connected to the body of Christ. Um, last week I read out of Proverbs 29 and verse 18, and it says, and this is the New King James Version, it says, where there is no revelation, and the Amplified here says, where there is no vision. And then in parentheses in the Amplified, it says, where there is no redemptive revelation of God. Where, no, where there's no redemptive revelation in a person, there's no vision. But I like the way that the New King James says this. It says, where there is no revelation, in other words, of God's Word, the people cast off restraint. And, and I've, I've, if you've been around here at all very long, I've said this many times. Um, the, the truth is this, and people just need to understand this. You can't trust yourself. You were not created to be the God of yourself. You just weren't. It looks like in our society that it's really cool to just be your own person you, you built yourself up, you pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps, you did everything yourself, you're a self-made person, and you're all, all this kind of thing. And, and, and the enemy, see, see there's, there's a real enemy out there, and he, he's, he's got all kinds of voices, and he's speaking to people, all, all, all of us, all the time he's speaking, whether we pay attention or not just depends on us. But he's speaking all the time, trying to convince you that you're a loser and that everybody else is doing something and you're doing absolutely nothing. That's what he's after all the time. And He's working overtime with people that are in the church. And when I say in the church, their, their attitude is that, that they're coming to learn something to make changes with. Um, you have to get information to make change. You, 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 you won't change something just because somebody gives you an idea. You, you, you might like an idea and it may, it may stir up something. But if you don't get all the information behind it, you're not going to really make a change. So what we do here is we teach and develop in people the desire to be connected. Our connect groups, most of them other than our connect equip class, uh, our connect groups are just about relationship. You meet once a month and you, you just, there's activities that, you know, each of the connect groups are centered around an activity so you can develop relationship with people. Because when you see people here and you smile and you say hi, it looks like everybody's doing great, right? I mean, every once in a while you get an honest person, how you doing? Oh, horrible. You know, but most of the time everything's great. You know, everything's all right and everything's great. And everything's all right. It's all great. Everything's great. Life is just great, 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 great. And down inside, you're, you're crushed and things aren't happening and you're upset and you're frustrated and all those kind of things, right? And that, that's what there is in life so much of the time. A lot of hurts and those kind of things. So you, you, you got to get to know people because when you get to know people, you find out that everybody didn't have it all together. 
you know? And one thing about connect groups, I mean, don't spill everything about your life or whatever. Just get to know people, you know? Just be, let it be a natural thing. And, and, and we're going to look at a few verses of Scripture that we've looked at in the last couple of weeks. And, and one of the Scriptures is, don't, don't forsake the fellowshipping of yourselves together. You know, it's important that we come together. It's important that we connect. And, and in the passage, it says, uh, with people of the same precious faith. See, you can connect with people... If you have no revelation of God, you lose vision. And people that have no revelation of God, but they have vision of themselves and other things, they can lure you away, getting you to think that things are a certain way when really that's not the way it is because that's not God's way. God has a way for you. He has a plan for you. And you know what? Number one, the plan is good. It's got an expected end. I mean, he's got some amazing things for you, but you got to get to know him to find out his plan. And the world's working overtime to convince us that God really doesn't have a plan for you and that if you're a Christian and you love God, you're just a weak soul. I've been saved for 40 years, and the first 18 years of my life, 19 years, whatever it was, how long have I been saved? Long time. But the numbers match somewhere. But around 40 years and the first 18 years of my life, I mean, that was hard. That, that part was hard. But this part in the kingdom of God has been some of the most difficult things I've ever faced in my life. But I've, everything I've gone through, I've overcome. Everything I've gone through, I've overcome. So what does that mean? That means i got some things right now that I'm going through. But God promised us, remember what Fabian said, he said, God means what he says. And God promised us in 2 Timothy 3, he said, many of the persecutions that come against the righteous, but he delivers you from every single one of them. Not just every once in a while, but every single one. See, the difficulties in life have to do with the journey because the journey has to do with the development of character because see if you don't have the right character developed you may come into some amazing thing but you don't have the personality to back it up so then what happens is the thing that you get in life destroys you and we see that over and over and over and over again suicides at the highest rate in this nation that it's ever been. Highest. Everybody say highest. Why is it the high, at, at its highest rate ever in the history of the United States? Because people have no vision. They have no redemptive revelation of God. And where there's no redemptive revelation of God, they cast off restraints. I said this last week, and I'll just say it again. Part of what we do here, I mean, I think it's what the church should be everywhere, and I think, I mean, I think it is in a lot of places, so I, don't, I don't know, because I don't know what happens in other churches, but what we do here is not only are we about getting, seeing people get saved for the first time, get born again, but we're, we're here to help people keep it. I want people to keep their salvation. You say, like, you can lose your salvation? I didn't say that. I want people to get born again and then keep the lifestyle. 
Keep wanting the word. Keep wanting to pursue the things of God. Continue to press in because there's so much more than, than just the surface things that you get from God. Someone can come into the church and they can be here for a while. I mean, just any place, but I'll just talk about here. You can come here. You can get it. I mean, it's like, man, all of a sudden you hear, you're hearing word. You may be hearing something here today for the first time. You like what you hear. And you may decide to stay here in a year and a half from now. Maybe it's not all that that you felt like, or maybe, you know, it's just not happening for you, so you get tired of it, and you just want to kind of drift. And we're here to help people that are drifters stay connected. Because when you drift, listen, if you, if you don't want to be here, just find some other place, but just get connected and don't drift because when you drift and you have no redemptive revelation, then you become a God to yourself. Then you cast off restraints and then anything goes. And when anything goes, destruction is set in. I mean, you're a time bomb looking for some place to happen. You think sometimes it's difficult when you're under the word and you're walking through things. Just get out from underneath it for a little while. Get out from underneath the protection of the word and the, the ministry of the word for a season in your life and you'll just, you'll think it was bad. Yeah, it's hard. It's difficult. In 40 plus years, some of the most difficult things I've ever had to face is, is a result of my born again life because of the attacks that come. But man, what I've learned. I, I mean, I wouldn't trade my life with anybody on the planet. Nobody. I wouldn't trade my life with anybody. And you know why? I'm just talking about the wife I'm married to. That's all I'm talking about. No, I, I mean that. I'm just talking about the revelation I have. I wouldn't trade that for anybody's. I'm not saying other people don't have greater revelation. I, I'm just saying... I am so grateful that I know who I am and I know whose I am and I know who he is and I know how faithful he is and all that matters is what he thinks about me and nobody and nothing else. Man, I am so grateful. Because if you live like that, then you can do anything and everything he tells you to do even if it's difficult. Because you're not a God to yourself. You come, you submit yourself, you serve, you connect, you do this, you do that, you, you, you're not, you know, listen, I mean, when I, when I first came in, first however many years in, in, in the church world and that kind of thing, I mean, the thought of doing a connect group, absolutely not. I don't want to go be around a bunch of people I don't even know and, and probably don't even like any of them and, and whatever. I, whatever. I'm not going to do that. I just want the word. And I got that for a while. But then that wasn't enough. I needed more. You know why? Because my spirit man was being built up. But my soul needed ministry too. Your soul needs friends. And the problem was all the people that were my friends they didn't think like me. So I found myself over here, and then over here, and then over here, and back over here, and yet I got the word, but I'm with my friends, and then, so I just decided one day, hey, I, I need to kind of make some friends. 
And the more friends I made, the more friends I made. And the more people I got around that loved God, the more I found myself just not having time for the other friends. It doesn't mean that I just you know, pushed everybody aside. I just didn't spend the quality time with them that I used to because we weren't doing the same thing. I, w- I wanted to still be in their life, you know. I-, I wanted them to love the God that I love, but I couldn't force it on them. But, but I-, I just had to make a-, a determination for a season in my life. I was going to connect. That's what we're offering here. We want you to believe that you can connect and, and make a difference. Listen, you-, you may have tried connect groups here in the past and may- maybe it didn't work out. And, and so you, if you let that discouragement set in, then, then you're not going to connect and you're not going to do what God's asking you to do for the sake of advancing his kingdom. Because you cannot connect just showing up on Sunday morning once, every, once in a long while. You, you can't connect that way. God wants a greater connection in your life. I'm not telling you these kind of things because I want our groups to fill up. I mean, they're filling up and there's people joining. It's not about that. Someone that said that to me the other day. Well, are we filling our groups up? Well, I don't know. What matters is that people believe in it. See, if you don't believe in it, we can have a bunch of groups and that none of them will work out because you'll sign up but then you won't show up. So I'm going to ask you three things today, and I just want you to think about it. Not just, this isn't just about the connect group, it's just about connection in life. I'm going to ask you three things to think about. Because does, what I'm going to ask you right here, does this relate to connection in everything else in life? I say yes, you think about it. The verse I mentioned to you a minute ago, Hebrews um, 10 And verse 23. I'm going to read this um, out of the NIV. Now I got it. Man, that took a long time. Anyway. Verse 23 of Hebrews 10. Let us hold unswerving to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching everybody say all the more all the more all the more as you see the day approaching. So, verse 24, he said, let us consider how that we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. How are you going to spur someone else on if you're not connected with them? And there's something that being a part of a place, of of, of an organization, we're the church, which is his body, and so there's local congregations of people. I had somebody tell me one day, he said, you know, all this thing about the church, it just needs to be one church. And I said, so like we just all need to meet in one building in, in the town. And I said, you can't build a building big enough in Houston or San Antonio. 
You can't build them. It's going to take up the whole city for everybody to come. Yeah, but you know, everybody just needs to, to just be the same. I said, no, no, you're, t- you're talking about some kind of rule and control like, you know, what, what England wanted to have over the people that left uh, England to come to this great nation so they could worship God the way they wanted to. You know, the freedom of religion, the freedom to worship and praise God. Um, no, it, it, it's, like, it's never going to be that way. You're going to have s- local congregations of people that have the same purpose, and that's to glorify God and to advance his kingdom and see people come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, right? That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. And no matter where it is and where you go, but you've got to go where you're challenged and where you're strengthened and built up, <clears throat> but then you have to commit to encouraging other people because, see, this place is not about me. This place is not about me. I'm the under-shepherd. My wife and I are the pastors of this church. We're the under-shepherds of this place. But he's the shepherd. He's the head, right? It's all about him. And things have to be in the natural about somebody. Somebody's got to take the lead and be in a leadership role and lead the thing and move it in that direction. But this thing is not about me. What I'm talking about is not trying to get enough people in the building so I feel good about it. It's about people being able to advance the kingdom and be a part of something that's bigger than they are. In the book of Haggai, the prophet challenged the people in that day. And and and, and in so many words, he asked this question. God's about his house. That's what he said to them. He said, God is about his house. We know from the scriptures that the house of God is the church and the church is his body, who we are. <clears throat> but he, in so many words, he asked him this question. Well, he said, God's about his house. What are you about? In other words, he asked him, God's interested in his house in the church. It wasn't called the church then, but that's the house is the church, which is his body. God's interested in the church. What are you interested in? And what Haggai brought to the people was this challenge. There's nothing wrong with doing for yourself and being about yourself. But he said, if you will learn to be about the house, the church of God, he said, I'll be all, God will be all in your business. He'll be about everything that you do. If you'll advance what he, what he desires, his eyes are on his house, his heart is in his house. His house is the church, which is his body. He said, if you'll be about him, then he'll be all about you. God's interested in his house. What are you interested in? God wants the interest in your life to be about advancing his house so that he'll get behind advancing your cause and everything you have, everything that you desire. God wants us to have redemptive revelation coming from him so that our vision is what he wants us to do. Because before you were even thought about, before you were even created, actually, before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for you. And that plan was to prosper you, to advance you. It was a good plan for you to have an expected end. It was all good. It's just all, 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 all good. But most people, because of no redemptive revelation, they have no understanding of what that plan is. So many people are trying to fulfill and accomplish a plan on earth that God never really intended for them to do. I'll just tell you a story about my life. If you've heard this before, just look straight ahead and act like you've never heard this story. 
I was raised, I was raised in a golfer's home. My dad was a golf pro. My uncle was a golf pro. My, my uncle and my dad are rock stars in the state of New Mexico. Uh, they have golf tournaments named after them. They've got roads named after them. They've got, uh, they've got honorary doctorates from the University of New Mexico and New Mexico State. They're, they're just, I mean, they're rock stars. And, and when, when you go into their element in the golfing world, you know, people just, I mean, they think it's the Pope. You know, that's just, that's who my dad and my uncle both are because of what they did in, in that world. You know what I'm saying? It's not a huge world, just that world. And uh, so I was raised in that. And so, because my dad was a golfer and he was a golf pro, so was I. So I played golf and I played, uh, I, I played as a young guy in, in junior tournaments and I played in high school and I played in college and I turned pro and I was a professional for a number of years and I played golf because that's what my dad did. But... When I turned 18 years old, something happened on the inside of me because I got born again. Somebody led me to a place of salvation, and I got born a second time, and something happened on the inside of me. And I fought it for a long time. I fought it for a long time. A couple of years later, after I got born again, I was blessed to marry the wife that I have today that that we've been married uh, next year. will be 40 years that we'll be married. This year, we just celebrated 39, but we'll be married 40 years. Someone shout amen to that. Amen? That's an awesome thing. And, and I was blessed to marry my wife, but after we first got married, I still tried to hold on to that golf thing because it was an identification of something that I had from the past. See, because some people think that God, they don't want to, I knew a guy that didn't want to get saved because he thought God was going to send him to China as a missionary. And he was a real wealthy car dealer, and, and he did a lot of things and stuff, and he liked his life, and he thought God was going to send him to China. And, and I tried to, and, and he finally got born again, and I told him one day, I said, you know what? God's not going to do anything you don't want to do. God has a plan, and if you decide that God wants you to go to China, and that's where he sends you, it's because you want to go. See, he'll never force you to do a thing. And so the golf thing just, I mean, it just started deteriorating over time. And, and I couldn't figure out why. And, 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 and this life I had anticipated and all these things that I, that I thought I was going to do. Um, one day my wife asked me, she said, do you even like golf? What? I've played it all my life. What do you mean do I even like it? And I thought to myself, you know what? I kind of really don't really like it all that much. But I did it because that's what I just did. That's what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to walk in my dad's footsteps and I was supposed to fulfill that thing and do that thing. And, and, and really, I didn't really even enjoy the game, but I just made myself do it. But when I got born again, what happened on the inside of me was the plan of God. And I'm standing up here today and I'm sharing with you and ministering to you because it was the plan of God before the foundation of the world for me to pastor and pastor this church. You say, can God do it? Yeah, yeah, if you let him. I had to make the choice to do it, but if you let him, he will. And, and, and so, so much of the time, people have these ideas about God and, and what they're called to do, but they try to accomplish those things on their own. God doesn't want you and I accomplishing the things on our own. He wants us connecting, finding his will through his word, understanding the redemptive revelation that is ours so that we can accomplish and fulfill what he put us here for. Amen? Because I tell you what, there's no greater place to be than in the will of God for your life. But to find it and, you, and to believe in it, you know? So never compare yourself to someone else. Like I gave you an example of what God did for me. He may not do anything like that with any of you 
What you're doing today may be the perfect will for God, of God for your life. You understand? Don't ever take someone else's example and think, now i got to adjust and, and make it happen like that. Never, never. But God will show you over time. The more you sit under the word and the more you allow the word to be what directs your life, it's amazing the things that will happen and what will come out. So, so he said, let us consider how that we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. That's why it's so vital that we, that we meet together. So I'm asking you the question today. God's interested in his house, in his church, in the church. Where is your main interest at? And I'm not talking about not having goals and, and vision and, and desires and things in your own life. But I'm telling you, those goals and desires, you, you, you'll begin to tweak and they'll advance and things will happen in your life when you put what God is doing first. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen? So think about that one. The second thing is <clears throat> that I want you to think about today, found in Ephesians uh, chapter 4. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation also. Ephesians 4 and verse 1. Did I say the New Living? Yeah. Paul says this. Therefore I, and a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you've been called by God, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Wow. That kind of summarizes the whole thing. There's one body, there's, there's, there's actually one purpose. But the, the words I wanted you to, to remember was where he said, be patient in verse 2, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. See, the more you develop a relationship with God through his word, the more that love is developed. And what love, what love has to do you know, you know the old song, what the world needs now is love, sweet love, no, not just for some, but for everyone, right? Does it need that? But the only way people are going to know love is for you to love them. Nobody's going to know what love is. If you're sitting around waiting for love, <laughs> I'll write, I, I, I need to write a song about that right now. In the back of my mind, or write me a song and sing it. No, no. Uh, you're waiting for love, it ain't never going to happen. You got to give love. So he said in that verse, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And, and I'll just say this connecting, like in connect groups like that, finding people out and finding out about people, maybe something that you don't want to do, you're doing it. Because you're sacrificing and committing to the things of God, I'm going to do it because I'm going to advance the kingdom. And as I do it, God's going to be more involved in the things that I do. I'll have more wisdom and understanding. When you're not loving people, listen, when you're not loving people, you can't hear God. Do you think God's going to speak something to you after you criticize and talk ugly about somebody at work? 
somebody you don't like, somebody may be sitting next to you right now, you talked ugly about, and then God's going to come down like the cone of silence, and he's going to speak these amazing things to you? He's not. You're not walking in love. You're not going to hear from God. And if you're not hearing from God, there's no way to advance and be a part of what he's doing in the earth. There's no way. There's no way. That's what we talk about. That's what we're talking about today. That's what we talk about here. We want to help you to advance. What is God interested in? His church. Just ask yourself, you know what? I can be a little more interested in the church. I'm just going to sign up for a connect. It's one hour a week. I mean, one hour a month for two hours. You sign up for one. You get connected. You get to know other people. And, and you know, what most of the time will happen is you thought things were not working out in your life, and you'll find someone else that may that said something, and you think, you know, I need to encourage them. That's what he said to do. That's how you find it out. That's just a good opportunity to do that. So it's your choice. Amen? And then the last thing <clears throat> found in Colossians 1. And verse 17. And I'm going to read that out of the New Living Translation. <clears throat> verse 17. He existed, Jesus did, before anything else. And he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. I'm going to read that again. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. And, and what, does that, what, what, what does that mean? That means that he exists, in verse 17, to hold all of creation together. Everything is held together by him. Everything works by him. Dang, if it's all about him, then I need to know him. Hmm? But listen to me, but if I'm drifting, if I'm drifting away, you may be sitting there today and saying, you know, I don't know that I've ever really kind of connected to the word. So today is the day to begin. But you may have been under the word and then you feel your soul drifting. All that's going to happen in a drift is you're going to get out from underneath what redemptive revelation brings. What does it do? It causes there to be restraint. He didn't say control. He said restraint. Restraint where? In your thinking. The word causes you to be single-minded, not double-minded, and tossed to and fro. Every time some new idea comes along, there you go. No, the Word of God keeps you single-minded. You want to think like God. And I tell you what, God's not boring. He's not stuffy. He, he, he's, he's, he's not unrelatable. And I promise you, He's relative. One of the popular words in our vocabulary today and a lot of people's vocabulary, well, you know, that's just not relative. There's nobody relative like God is. With every generation, He can shift any kind of gears because like Paul said, we're to become all things to all people that we can win some. So whatever people think, 
Learn to understand it. Learn to understand them. Connect with people. People, I promise you, you start preaching to people, trying to get people saved, and they know nothing about the God that you serve, they're just going to run from you. Just love people. Just be friends. Just acknowledge people. Just, you know, every opportunity you have, just shake somebody's hand and smile. I mean, sometimes that's the only smile they've gotten all day long. Most people walk around like this. They don't even know it. Got lines in their face because they're like this. Hmm? Have to go to the dentist all the time because they're gritting their teeth. Why? Because there's no love. There's no expression of the love of God flowing. And there's no better way to do it than for it to come through you. Don't be sitting around waiting for somebody to love on you and help you and do something for you. What are you doing to love other people? And And you know what? And again, like Fabian said earlier, God means what he says. And this is what he said. Don't just be nice to people that are nice to you. What profit is that? There's no faith involved in that. Find people that you don't necessarily want to be nice to and just be nice to. Have you ever wondered that sometimes ugly people are ugly because everybody's ugly to them? (laughs) They've never had somebody just come along and say, you know, I'm going to be nice. Wow, what a revelation. Amen? You get that redemptive revelation from God when you're under the Word. Yeah! Amen? So, Christ, verse 18, Christ is also the head of the church, which is His body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So He is first in everything. That's what I'm saying to you today. Put Him first in everything, and I promise you, everything will hold together in your life. (laughs) I mean, everything will come together. Oh, man, I mean, everything will stick together. I mean, he's the everything. He's the brick, but he's the mortar that holds a brick. Huh? But he's the foundation down underneath, and he's the structure on the other side. He's the everything. It'll all hold together. It won't sink when a storm comes. It won't lose its shingles when... You know, when a tornado blows through, because it's founded on the Word. That's who He is. Verse 24, and I'll end with this. This is what Paul says, verse 24. I'm glad when I suffer for you in my body. In other words, Paul was saying this. I'm glad I suffer to get into a connect group. for I'm participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. If that didn't put you on a guilt trip to go sign up, I don't know what will. You understand it. You know me. I'm just trying to help you. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I'm just trying to help each and every one of you. Paul said, I'm glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. 
And, and, and the suffering that he's talking about right there, the suffering that he's talking about is having, is, is being willing to do what God says versus just what I want. That's what he's talking about. Because when I choose to do his will, then I advance his kingdom. When I do it my way, I'm just advancing my kingdom. And that means you're the king over your world. God, doesn't, God didn't create you to be the king over your world. And I promise you, sooner or later, your world's going to crumble because you're no good at being king. I mean, you know, I mean, you can believe that or not. And there's a lot of people that don't. You know, I've, I've got a really good friend of mine. I keep, I keep a lot of people in my life that don't know anything about God. I keep them in my life on purpose. And I, and I, got, a, I got one friend, you know, that just... You know, I mean, he'll, 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 he will dodge any type of conversation about God. I mean, just, you know. And we're such good friends, though, that I make him, I make him get confronted with certain questions. And it would be easier for me not to challenge this guy, but God wants me to challenge him. See, it'd be a lot easier because that's, it, and actually that's not really my personality to challenge somebody about loving God or whatever, but when God tells you that's what they need, then you have to do that. And see, there's a suffering involved in that because there's time involved in it, there's prayer time that's involved in it, and it takes up some of your time for the good of that person, but listen, God created that person in His image just like He created me and any, any of you. I don't care who it is or what he, what he thinks or knows, and the problem is this guy doesn't want anything to do with God because of the hurt and the, and the things that happened to him in what was a little bit of the church world when he was a little kid. He wanted nothing to do with God and there's reason why and I understand it and God needs me in his life and it's like I hear God saying to me, Bert, I really need you to be aware of this guy. I need you. Wow, God needs me? God doesn't need anything. No, God needs us. He needs us being willing to do His will, to see things connect for the advancement of His kingdom like the world has never seen. See, you don't know what person you're going to connect with in connect groups that needs what you have. Or you don't know somebody you connect with in a connect group that has something that you need. We need each other. One body, one God, one spirit, that's it. We need each other. And I leave you with this today. In realizing that And I've said this to you before, but, but I'll leave you with this thought today. Everybody on planet Earth is looking for God. Well, Pastor, I know a bunch of atheists. No, no, no. No, no, no. If you think an atheist isn't looking for God, you are, you are direly deceived. 
everybody on planet earth is looking for God. They just don't know it. And where is God? He lives in me. Now, if you believe that, that means he lives in you. So what that means is everybody on planet earth is looking for me. And is looking for you. What are you truly interested in? Advancing what is the most important to him or just advancing what's most important to you? When what's most important to you is the church that's most important to him, his body, then he'll advance the rest of and there won't be any toiling and there won't be any trying to make things happen in your life but you have to have a love to advance what he loves everybody on planet earth is looking for God man <laughs> I'm so grateful for the revelation I have and I'm so grateful that you chose to sit here and listen to what I had to say because if you'll take what I said and just, just ponder it I'm not saying every single thing that I said the way I said it is perfect for you or whatever but, but process it process what I'm saying I didn't deliver something to you that I just got out of a book or heard someone else's sermon or whatever I, I, I delivered things to you today that I believe in I believe in the church believe in what we're doing. I believe in our connect groups. I believe, I just, I just believe that's what we're talking about today. And I believe in them. So be a part of them. Put your heart in it. Complete them. Just be a part of them. And watch what will happen. Because I know when God's in something, great things happen.